The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Kim Strother. An unidentified central state hospital patient died this weekend. The cause of death was not disclosed. The person's identity also was not disclosed by the Virginia Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Services because of privacy laws, according to a spokesperson. The state medical examiner is investigating the incident. In March, Ivo Otiano was killed at the same hospital, while Henrico County Sheriff's deputies were transferring him from custody. The housing crunch has home values and rents going up. Jad Khalil from VPM News reports City Council is looking in backyards for one solution. There's going to be two acronyms in this story. First is STR, which is short-term rental, like an Airbnb. Second, ADU, means accessory dwelling unit. These are small housing units on a single family home's lot, like a garage to apartment conversion or an attic that's now a studio loft. City Council is considering an ordinance that allows ADUs to be built in any residential zone. Planning Director Kevin Vonk says if the proposals passed as written, they would limit how they are used. You can STR the ADU, or you can STR your house, but you could not do both. Community members have told city councilors they're concerned more ADUs just mean more Airbnbs. Vonk says adding a new housing unit, regardless of its current use, is better in the long run. There's no guarantee at first that housing unit will be available to the public. Um, but again, it's, it's going back to that primary goal of getting that additional housing unit on the market. Currently, ADUs need a special permit in most parts of the city. Since 2022, the city has issued 13. Jad Khalil, VPM News. The 19-year-old driver who killed one cyclist and injured another last year in Henrico County pleaded guilty earlier this week to three felony charges, according to NBC12. Jeffrey Brooks told police he had been drinking beer and using marijuana before the 2022 crash that killed Jonah Holland. She died at the scene of the accident. Brooks is set to be sentenced October 11th and faces up to 31 years in prison. Richmond Public Schools launched a 200-day school year this week. It's the start of a pilot program that gives some schools an extra 20 days of class time to make up for learning loss brought on by the interruptions of the COVID-19 pandemic. The pilot program was approved in March, with Cardinal and Fairfield Court Elementary Schools being the only schools currently participating. But Superintendent Jason Cameras says he hopes it becomes the rule rather than the exception. It's certainly going to make a dent, but we're going to need to do big, bold things like this for many, many years to come. And I do hope 200 days, if not 220 days, becomes the norm here at RPS. Apart from the start date, participating schools will have the same holidays as others in Richmond and will share the same last day of school. A European company has invested $6 million in a Mechanicsville factory that produces electrified equipment. The Zurich-based ABB will manufacture, test, and repair parts and machines for rail transportation and off-road equipment for buses and mining, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. The facility currently employs about 40 people. A company representative says demand could result in additional hires. ABB projects that one quarter of industry growth will be in the U.S. 
Richmond City Council banned owning certain wild and exotic animals earlier this week. The ordinance had been up for several votes at City Council, but objections from state wildlife officials, animal owners, and advocacy groups led to delays and changes to the text. For instance, a provision now gives reptile owners a 180-day grace period to register their animals with the city, and the ordinance was edited to be in line with state law. Laura Hagen of the American Humane Society spoke in support of the ban at Monday's meeting, saying wild animals pose a threat to owners, residents, and first responders. The average person simply does not have the expertise and resources needed to properly house and care for these animals. The measures cover non-human primates, venomous reptiles and snakes, raccoons, big cats, and the list goes on. Anyone who owns a wild or exotic animal without the required permits is subject to a fine of up to $500. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.